Maria. Welcome to the Language Lounge. My name is Michelle Ola, and today's going to be a little bit different because I'm just going solo. So I don't have a guest today, um, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, virtual conferences. And as I am preparing myself for Actful Virtual in particular, but also that I've been attending some virtual conferences um, this last week and in the last year, I kind of wanted to give some tips or some things to consider while you are preparing and attending some virtual conferences. Um, I know this is kind of new for all of us. So first of all, virtual conferences. I mean, I love them and I'm not a fan, right? So I think there's this mixed emotion from me. So on one hand, I miss being in person, uh, seeing people and collaborating, you know, face to face. But on the other hand, when I was hearing all the flights that were canceled this last weekend, and when I see the lineup of Actful or or any of the state and uh, regional conferences, honestly, the the low cost for such high quality professional development just can't be beat, right? Um, also, you know, I've always had the problem of looking at the conference schedule and there's always two sessions that are, you know, back to back and are at the same time and I can't see them all. And so virtual conferences really, really do serve a strong need for me to intake that professional development in a, in a way that is manageable for me. Uh, but that's not to say it doesn't have challenges, right? And so, and it is a change. So let's go ahead. I'm going to jump in and we're going to do, I'm going to talk about seven tips that may help you manage and get the most out of your virtual conference experience. So my first one is not really that interesting, uh, but it's really, I found very important and that is prep the tech. So Really, the last thing you want when you're sitting down to listen to that amazing keynote speaker is for your computer to all of a sudden decide to run the updates or notifications start ding, ding, dinging and going off. So um, make sure before you participate in that virtual conference experience, you know, run your updates ahead of time, check your cameras and your microphones and your headset, anything that's going to fluster you if you are wanting to participate and isn't going to, and the technology isn't going to work, um, is going to take away from that beginning experience. Um, I also always try and log in and test my login credentials because people and systems make mistakes. So I know Actful is allowing people to go on on Thursday night at 12 a.m. on Thursday, uh, November 18th, to just check your credentials and make sure those work so that you can get that figured out by Friday if you need to do that. Um, and then I also like to go ahead, if possible, and check out the platform that's being used. So a lot of us now are familiar with Zoom or with maybe Teams, um, but like Flank used uh, Hopin, which was a fantastic platform, but I didn't know it, right? Or um, Sketch or Actful is using their own platform. It may be the same as last year. It may not. So you can go on a lot of times to 
check out the platform and kind of wander around and check things out. I kind of think of it just like when I go to a conference in person and I'd get there the day before and I'd kind of wander around just to see where all the rooms were, right? Because I don't want to miss something. So check out that conference platform as well. Uh, Actful allows uh, participants to go on uh, Friday, November 19th at 12 a.m. to access the platform so that you can kind of see how it all works. And then the last thing I really try and do is have a backup plan. Uh, And again, I'm maybe it's because I'm a teacher. Maybe I'm just extra nervous. I don't know. But I do make sure I have my login credentials handy. So if something happens, I live in Florida, there could be a storm, power can go out. I have my my cell phone backup plan if I need to, to be able to watch the keynotes. Uh, Now, I know we can watch a lot of it virtual and that's great, but there is something exciting about being live, even if it's virtual, um, in the same room with a bunch of people. So I do have my backup plan as well. So number one tip is just to make sure you prep your tech. The second thing is kind of similar. It's planning ahead. So planning your experience. So sometimes I'll I'll admit I've been at in-person conferences and I've been just busy and I ran from either teaching or working or whatever just to the conference and I kind of wing it. Well, for me, it's harder to wing a virtual conference because I really do want to participate fully. And I think that's sometimes, at least for me, harder to do when it's virtual. So I really do want to plan my experience. So the first thing is building excitement. So I'm already looking at some of the amazing sessions that are available and checking out some of the presenters and the keynote and looking at some of the the activities that I can participate in. So I'm going to start checking those things out early. And then this is something that I've done now for the last couple uh, years, both in-person and virtual conferences. Uh, that I'd like you to consider. And that is setting an intention for your conference experience or or picking a theme as you would if you're kind of thematic planning. Um, And really, I think that's important because sometimes I get overwhelmed at conferences and I want to go to one of everything. So I go to a session on CI and I go to a session on assessment and I go to a session on backwards planning and something on inclusive language. And I go to so many varied sessions, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I find myself scattered and unable to implement any of them. So I have found that for me, for during the conference experience, if I pick a theme, pick a topic that I really want to dig into for that time period, that I can go deeper and then I'm more likely to come away with some, you know, practical things that I'll be able to do with teachers or with students. And so maybe think about having a theme. So think about what do you want to know more about? What is something that maybe you're you're good at, but you want to be great at, you want to dig in a little bit deeper, or maybe it's just something that you know is out there that you haven't had a chance to really dig into deep yet. Uh, I've really, if you don't have any ideas, um, I'm sure you do, but if you don't, I really love looking at the TELL project. Um, So the TELL project, uh, Foundational Criteria Self-Assessment. And I love that document. It really can help just look at some of the the pedagogy and practices of highly effective world language teachers and really kind of 
let you look at it and say, hmm, well, I do that or I don't do that or I could do that better uh, and maybe give you some some place to start if you wanted to do that. So think about planning your experience by setting a theme or an intention of your time. So first prep the tech and then plan your experience. The next one is protect your time. Protect your time. I think that is harder to do. For me, that is much harder to do at a virtual conference than in person. In person, I've already arranged it with my family. I've set them on their track. They're taking care of their self. Work is, knows that I'm gone. And I can really focus on my professional development and my experience. When you're home and the dogs are barking because the Amazon guy is at the door and your kid wants supper and all of those kind of distractions of our life, as well as us trying to work on work, it can be a lot more difficult. So I would try and I try and deliberately protect my time. So some things that I do is I really do try and find a spot that I can concentrate where I can concentrate. It's tempting for me to go sit outside on my pool deck, but I know that that's not a place where I'm going to really be fully immersed in the conference then. Um, And so finding a place where I can concentrate and kind of take myself into a conference experience, even though I'm not there. I do ask my family for help. So I ask them, you know, please, during these time periods, this one is really important to me. Unless it's an emergency, uh, can you try and solve your own problems, right? And so I try and ask for help from my family to um, take out the dogs and do things like that so that I can really immerse myself in this learning experience. I also block off time. Now, that may just seem like when we talked about planning, like block off the time I'm going to spend Uh, you know, in different sessions, but I also need to block off like personal wellness time. I need to make myself notes like hydrate, drink some water, stand up, take a break, you know, go for a little walk. So really planning some snacks and some meals and some breaks and things like that is helpful as well. Because again, fatigue sitting in of watching a computer for all day for several days uh, is exhausting and and not terribly healthy. So we want to make sure that we also block time to do some of those healthy things. One of the things I love to do is to pick a session that I kind of think, yeah, this I really just want to hear. And I don't think I really need to take notes or maybe there's a note packet that goes along with it that I know about that I can use and do a walk and learn. And so I just put in my earbuds, put it on my phone and try and experience that learning walking around my neighborhood. So getting up and moving and changing location can be helpful as well. So kind of try and protect your time as much as you can, of course. Uh, Number four, be present and participate. This kind of goes back to the protecting your time as well. So be present and participate. Again, I think it's hard to, harder maybe, or more challenging to actively engage at a virtual conference. Uh, But really, we know that that's where the learning is going to happen when we are not just passively watching videos, but that we are engaged in the process um, and engaged in the learning. So it can be as simple as just participating in the chat if that option is available. 
Um, it can be taking notes, uh, you know, just writing things down and just making sure you're present. I would say that I really think that taking kind of targeted notes is helpful to me where, for example, I just have three columns and I might have a column that says, aha, my aha moments, right? Things that I kind of really struck me. Um, And then I might have a column that just says, you know, things I've learned and then a column that says things I'm going to do. So just doesn't have to be, you don't have to write down every word the presenter says, but just keeping track of your learning in some way is going to be much more useful from you for you in the end, obviously, than just, you know, receptively taking in all this, this information. So be present, participate in the chat, follow up with presenters, um, which is going to lead me to my fifth tip, which is engaging with a PLN or a professional or personal learning network. Um, And that can be done in many ways. So I know I hear the term PFFs, uh, professional friends forever, right? And I know that some people are really missing that, me included, of being in person at a conference to be able to connect um, with people. But you can still connect and make an effort to connect with others. So whether it's um, watching a session together with a friend as you're both texting back and forth, your sort of observations, it's your way to talk through the presentation. Uh, You can post on social media, some takeaways, some reflection ideas if you want to you know, set up a happy hour with uh, professional friends and meet outside of outside of the virtual conference, just like you would if you were there in person. They do have uh, one-to-one networking app um, resources on the Actful app again this year. I know I didn't really use it last year, but this year I think I'm going to try a little bit more because I do miss that one-to-one contact. Uh, I also would like to say that I'm going to speak for myself. I don't want to speak for all presenters, but I know for myself, I love it when people reach out to me uh, to ask a question about a presentation I did or just to connect and with something that they heard. And so be brave, be, be bold and really reach out to participants and other presenters and try and connect and expand your personal and professional learning network. Uh, Again, that doesn't have to be on like Twitter or Facebook groups. It can just be one-on-one through the app itself. But um, I think that is what I miss from in-person conferences in the most and the thing that I'm going to try the hardest to really bring into this virtual conference this year and meeting with people and trying to connect on on a personal level if I can. So number five, engage or create uh, your personal learning network um, and do that deliberately and intentionally. All right, number six. All right, so number six to me is a two-way street. So for one, in one respects, it is to move from pedagogy to practice. So the first one is pedagogy to practice. So I'm gonna have like six A and six B, I guess, because the first one, Really, I I find that in at Actful in particular, but also most conferences, there's a lot of big ideas. There's a lot of perfect scenarios. There's a lot of um, research and big terms, input and communication and interpretive and authentic resources. There's a lot of pedagogy. Uh, don't get me wrong. That is absolutely necessary, important, and something I love. 
But I think that we need to take that pedagogy and I really have to check back and make sure I make it practical, make sure I make it meaningful for my practice of what I'm doing. One way that I really like to do that is very simple and it's just a what, so what, now what sort of format. So what am I learning? So what is the research? What is the big idea? What is the situation? So what, so what, so what does that mean to me? What does that mean to my students? So really kind of process that a little bit. Um, And then the now what, now that I know this, what am I going to do about it? So maybe that's a great note taking template that I might use this year. So just what, what am I learning? So what, what does that mean? And then now what, what am I going to do with this information? So the first part is moving from the pedagogy to practice. But I also caution that we also need to check and make sure that if we see practice, that we have to make sure it's connected to pedagogy as well. You know, so there's some, you know, computer tips or some top tips for engaging students or whatever it might be. I don't know, some some sort of engaging uh, quick no prep activities to do on a Monday morning. Those are great. Absolutely. We just want to make sure we check that they are connected to the the you know SL, um, second language acquisition and learning principles and pedagogy as well. Um, sometimes there's a lot of shiny things to look at at conferences and don't get me wrong we all need a shiny thing in our teaching there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever uh, you know but I just always want to check and make sure that what I'm doing is also aligned with with the pedagogy of our profession. So double check, make sure you're moving from the pedagogy to the practice and from the, the practice to is that it's connected to the pedagogy as well. All right. And the last one, I think, again, is really important for me. And that is that progress, not perfection, is the goal. Progress, not perfection, is the goal. So again, we see these amazing presenters, these superstar teachers, these what seem to be perfect classrooms and angelic students and highly articulated and refined curriculum and great lesson plans. And it seems like every presenter has a a department standing behind them that's cohesive and and works together to achieve goals. And and then we look at our lives and we're like, whoa, okay, well, that's not me and that's not my life, right? And so just keeping in mind, first of all, we always, I love, I don't know who started. I, I hear it a lot from Meredith White, but it might be somebody else. And that's the highlight reel, R-E-E-L versus the highlight reel, R-E-A-L. And again, we're putting forth as presenters, myself included, our best, right? Our best knowledge, our best understanding, our best lesson, right? It's it's the it's the formal observation, so to speak. And so we all know that everything's not always that perfect, or if it is that perfect now, it hasn't always been that perfect, right? So really just reminding myself that the perfection is not the goal. And that it is not going to happen immediately, that everything that I learn takes time. Everything that I'm going to put into practice takes time and it takes patience. 
we need to stop really we need i need to i'm let's let me say i i need to embrace the mess that is learning sometimes and that's how i'm going to learn i need to stop an all or nothing mentality so sometimes we see something uh let's just say a grade book something about our grade book um standards based grade book and we think oh my gosh i have to ditch my entire grade book and rework it all this weekend so that I'm ready on Monday and have a whole new thing, right? Or we hear the 90% target language use and we see a wonderful session and we're like, oh, she can do it. She does it every day. I can do it by Monday. Meanwhile, I only usually do about 50%, right? Um, we we don't, I, I want to kind of remind myself that it's not all or nothing. I can make small steps in the right direction. And those are going to lead to big results. Um, yeah. And I need to keep telling myself that again, it's not going to be perfect the first time I do it. I'm not going to be very good at it in the beginning, but that I will get better and that it will make a difference and that it will be worth it. Right. So again, bridging that gap between where I am and where I want to be and then just trying to make deliberate steps in that right direction. You know, asking myself, what's my first best step? Conquer that and then move on to my next best step. And little by little, I hope to get better and to get where I want to be um, as a world language professional. So the last one was progress, not perfection as our goal. All right. So our Top seven, my top seven suggestions for actual 21. Let's do it one more time. So number one, prep the tech. Number two, plan your experience. Three, protect your time. Four, be present and participate. Five, leverage your personal learning network or create one if you don't have one. Six, move from pedagogy to practical and make sure the practical connects to pedagogy. And then last, reflect on progress, not perfection. So thanks for listening. These were just some of my ideas as I'm very excitedly prepping for Actful Virtual 2021. And hopefully I will connect with some of you there or in the future at an in-person or virtual conference. Thanks.